Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast, where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Dear Doc Podcast. Now today, I am joined by not just one, but two amazing dentists. And that would be Dr. Dave Roberts, who you guys all know, and we're going to have on again for a, a separate um, interview. And Dr. Smitha Rewari. Did I say that correctly? You, you got it. You're good. Close, close. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, hand grenades. It's, it's close. It's in there. So um, thank you both for joining me this morning. And uh, you guys are, are part of what I like to call my business model mini series. And what that is, is I realized early on that there are a lot of different ways of making dentistry work, but most dentists are only aware of very, very traditional methods of, uh, of creating a business model. Now, Smith, you've done something pretty, pretty different than a lot of dentists do. And I'll be completely honest, I tried doing this whenever I first opened up back in 2013, and I didn't do a great job of it. Um, so I'd love to hear how you made it work, and, um, and, and I'd love to hear your insight. And, and of course, what we're talking about is bringing specialists into a general dentist practice so that you can offer the full range of treatments that are available to your patients elsewhere. So talk to me a little bit about um, your journey getting into dentistry and, um, and, and, and tell, me, tell me what brought you to where you are now. Thanks so much, Doc. Um, yeah, basically, I'm, I'm a new business owner. It's been two years. Uh, so for me, it's been uh, pretty much a lifetime of associateships uh, working for other dentists. And uh, one of the biggest takeaways for me was mentorship that came from that. Uh, one of the most valuable takeaways from being an associate was having if you're lucky enough, you got a great mentor out of it too, along with everything else. Um, mm -hmm. So when I set off to do my own thing two years ago, I took over a practice that was sort of an ailing practice and in the Houston area and decided that we try to turn it around. And um, so really, truly what I realized right off the bat was, you know, ownership's isolating. Um, it's very different, you know, when you're coming from associate world. And uh, it was really interesting to see, to, to me, it was a no brainer. I mean, it just kind of came to me fairly early on. It's like, I'm sending a bunch of stuff out. You know, I've heard from some networks uh, that, you know, you can have someone come in and do this for you. So uh, I also, I'm a big believer in serendipitous uh, things that occur in the universe. And it just, honestly, I thought, and it kind of happened. Uh, first, you know, it was Perio that I'd been thinking of and, I literally had a periodontist walk into my office and drop a resume saying, hey, you know what? I'm uh, coming back from maternity leave, this, that, and the other, and I'm trying to get back into private practice, but I want to do this right now. I want to be a traveling perio. So she was brought on board. Um, I met Dr. Catherine Goodson through a network of uh, women dentists uh, here in Houston, and you know uh, that has worked out fantastic. And so she is... Uh, a GP that has uh, a vast, vast tenure in doing uh, all kinds of surgery. She does wisdom teeth uh, with IV sedation for my office, and she's been doing it for quite a while now. I mean, the time that I've been an owner. 
So, so it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a no brainer for me. I can, I'm happy to talk about the specifics on what I think are the pros and cons. I'd, I'd love that. Um, and, and also what systems need to be put into place to manage having multiple doctors who travel? So one thing that we realized when I say we, my husband helps me manage the business too earlier on with some of these uh, specialists was you're paying the rent when you're there and you're paying the rent when you're not there. So the yes. reality was that it would be really sweet if you could be sitting in your house even a lot of times, which was the case, uh, that you knew that your office was being utilized to help your patients by someone Absolutely. you trusted. And it kept your patients uh, you know, comfortable uh, where they were, which is you know, they'd already formed a bond and a comfort level with your office. So I think uh, that was one of the top things was, hey, let's bring someone in. So stuff's staying in-house, you're keeping more income for the office, and you know, you're using up space that you know, sometimes may not be utilized. It was really easy to answer your question about how the actual thing worked out. Dr. Goodson, I think, follows with Dr. Roberts' philosophy of, you know, I mean, honestly, she brings in her entourage, as I call it. It was mm -hmm. so uh, easy that I, I didn't have to do anything. I had to reserve, yes, one opportunity for her if she shared time with me, which we mm -hmm. tried to avoid. She was flexible. She said, hey, you're finishing at 4 p.m. this day. Let's schedule the surgery right after that. Oh, you're starting late this day. Let me have, uh, see if we can come in earlier. So the, that was what we usually aimed for, but um, she brought in everything. They cleaned up, they sterilized, they did everything. And then they were in and they were out. It was, it was fantastic. With some of the other folks, uh, some of my uh, specialists, um, you know, we've had to share some staffing and, and, and coordinated that way, which again, works out if you're not, if you're not practicing at that moment as a, you know, in your office, you can spare the staff. So that's how we did it. Excellent. So now, Dave, tell everybody how you're involved in this and, and why you're sitting here underneath me. <laughs> well, uh, I finished a uh, residency, two-year residency in San Antonio GPR in 1987. Mm -hmm. And of course, I didn't have any experience in, in business uh, with dentistry. So I decided I would try to find a, uh, a dentist who had a very good reputation in town and, and had a high level of like a relationship-based practice that, that primarily focused on um, cosmetics, but they, but the, the real business part of it is the customer always came first. Mm -hmm. And so I spent a couple years uh, working as an associate in that office and sort of um, in some ways because of my extra training, uh, functioned as an in-house specialist as an option for patients that didn't want to be referred out for things like root canals and implants and, and extractions. Right. And what I saw was working on the inside of a practice like that, uh, how 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 much patients felt comfortable staying in the in the familiar environment uh, that they called their dental home, mm -hmm. and and this was in the early late '80s, early '90s, before there were cell phones and computers, and um, and so I, I probably a couple years later I was ready to sign a contract. To, to, to buy a, a regular dental office. And I ran into a lady at, at the uh, uh, dental society meeting and I was, I was talking to her. She's like, what are you doing in your life right now? And I said, well, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of work in other dentist offices. Um, 
you know, pulling a few teeth and, and I'm also getting ready to sign a contract uh, to buy a regular dental practice. I'm not really sure which one I should do. And she goes, I can tell you which one you should do. You should do the, you should do the, the traveling extraction. Your face lights up and you get excited about it. So I went home and I started thinking about it. And, you know, when I, what, what was happening was I was thinking about all my dentist friends that were working so hard to try to start a, 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 a practice and how, how I could actually be fit in and be part of the solution by helping them take care of some of their patients that didn't want to be referred out. I was just giving another option. So I started doing that back in 1990. Uh, as I said before, there were cell phones and, and the internet. And over the years, I would have dentists call me and say, hey, tell me how to do a practice like yours. And uh, so I started coaching some doctors on, on how to start a, uh, a traveling practice. And I got so much interest that I started a small company called Virtual Innovative Practice Systems, or BIPS. And what we do is um, we help dentists that want to start a traveling practice. Um, we help them design, develop, and manage the practice so that as uh, Dr. Rwani is finding with Dr. Goodson, it's very, very smooth. Dr. Goodson comes in, she's using uh, the playbook that we've uh, developed over, over the last 15 or 20 years. And just in general, um, and I'll close by saying that when, when we develop the systems for, for a VIPS or a traveling doctor, our compass is what's in the best interest of the patient first, what's in, in the best interest of the office we're going into second. And if we do those two things right, we're going to have a wonderful practice in the end. And I think that's really our, our, our key differentiating uh, success. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you uh, personally that I also know that you're involved uh, rather heavily in, um, in the local politics of dentistry and in local politics, period. Uh, and that you are one of the reasons that dentists are back to work. So I want to just officially take this moment to thank you um, and for including me in some of those, um, some of those maneuvers or negotiations or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and, and for kind of showing me the ropes of how to talk to the right people. So um, Dave here has been instrumental in helping you folks get back to work. So um, give him a shout out whenever you see this. So, so we now know you've got this, uh, Smith, you've got this practice that is um, it's a GP practice. It's two years old, and you are you're running it with these uh, multiple specialists. So you're, you've got a GP who, special, who who limits their practice to surgery, and you've got a periodontist still. I'm assuming uh, the first period who yeah. came in, and so um, it, it sounds like that position worked out well for her. And she just decided not to go and buy a practice, which is fantastic for you, right? Correct. She, she started to do this for uh, uh, quite a few practices, and she now has regular practices uh, around the West University area. So it's like a win-win, honestly, uh, for her particularly. Um, you know, she does it more because she is a mom with kids, and she gets right. to work for hours. She doesn't have to worry about the business after a certain time, um, which is a huge difference in ownership. Um, and, uh, so it's been great. The relationship's been wonderful. Um, what I was going to say was, you know, as far as the, uh, 
there there's a lot of dentists that you know they'll say okay they they want they do everything themselves which is absolutely wonderful i really think this works as a win-win for both types of dentists you can have the dentist who just doesn't want to do everything and uh you know like me and is happy to bring in somebody to do that for them but even when you have someone that's doing a variety of procedures i always do uh wonder that you know it's like the whole phrase of are you really a master at everything are you really making the income versus the time increment of what you're using uh or could it be better uh you know turned over to somebody else who could manage that um much more efficiently for you where you could put your time towards something that you're more focused on whether it's cosmetics or what have you so i think that you know bringing in a specialist bringing in uh you know a gp who does surgery all of those things have been remarkable in that way the biggest uh takeaway has been the patients honestly mm -hmm. i'm trying to create a brand and trying to create a, a successful brand uh and when i can tell my new patients like hey guess what it's all under one roof uh everything mm -hmm. is here your mom needs a wisdom tooth you know or your kid needs a wisdom tooth removed your mom needs an implant uh you know you can bring them right back here it, it's 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 a cool niche it's uh you know it it, it creates uh a better brand in my opinion and patients uh have been responding very very well to it um and uh what i like to joke about is from the doctor's perspective it's uh a lot i talked about the mentorship but you know i mean my specialists have been so wonderful they're like hey you want to look in and see how an implant's done and i was like oh my god this is great you know they're very forthcoming in their in their ability to you know this it's, it's ce literally in right. your office I mean, all the time. I mean, why would you, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. So um, I think all of that's been wonderful, uh, you know, in those areas. And one of the other things has been just that the network, you just talked about how Dr. Roberts has introduced you to certain folks and, mm -hmm. you know, trained you in those uh, areas of how to communicate or how to network in that area. I mean, it's the same thing, uh, you know, through Dr. Goodson, we were, I mean, every time we had a question, okay, it's a HIPAA, up, you know, OSHA update, there's this, that's that. These guys just have it together. I mean, they have to, right, based on what they do. So they've, they, this is your, a resource right there with an arm's reach where normally I see, I'm on the dental threads all the time and reading, you know, and it's interesting how we're always kind of scrambling a lot of times, you know, and threads have been wonderful in that way as a resource for dentists. So here's someone, you know, a live person, probably has done this, uh, you know, more than you, longer than you, uh, and they're there for you. You know, they want, they have your best interests at heart. So they take care of you, your patient and your office, like it's their own. And, you know, so you can't, uh, you can't match up to that. So I, I definitely Absolutely. have nothing but good. <laughs> as as so let's talk a little bit about the financial aspects of, of bringing specialists in. Um, what, what does that look like um, so far as their salaries? Um, are they paid on production? Are they paid on collections? Are they paid a day rate? So how do you, how do you handle that? Ours is pretty much, uh, it's been the same for across the board. It's been, uh, you know, we pay on what our uh, a treatment plan that we put up that we expect to collect. Um, and mm -hmm. so, you know, production. Um, and it's a flat, uh, you know, rate that we've had with everybody. Uh, you know, it's pretty much it's 50, 50, um, that we do, uh, they bring all their own supplies. We provide disposables. Uh, in some cases we do provide a staff member. Um, 
And, uh, you know, I guess I could have negotiated more in the cases where, you know, you provide the staff member and I could have nitpicked and all that for me, honestly, it's been a win-win. So I, I feel like it's been worthwhile in terms of what all we've been able to keep in house and what we've been able to get out of it. Um, and, uh, we've collected successfully. I think if you have someone good in the front, um, you know, you will make your money back. Um, so it's, it's not been an issue. Excellent. So Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business model and how it runs uh, so far as how you manage all of these traveling doctors, what standards you have to have and what systems you have to have to manage all of these people spread out all over the state. Uh, Now, I, I know that your business model is very, very different from most dentist business models. And so it's, it intrigues me. Talk to me a little bit about it. Sure. What we do is, um, is we take and work with dentists that want to create their own traveling practices. And because we have, um, because I've made every mistake in the book, Mm -hmm. um, uh, over the years, we serve as their coach so that what I'll, what I'll say to a, a dentist that's thinking about creating a traveling practice, Hey, you know, you can learn in one of two ways. You can either learn the trial and error method, or you can work with a mentor or coach. Um, and for the ones that want to mentor or coach and don't want to uh, learn by uh, fire, we, uh, we say, hey, look, you know, we've worked, our, our, our team of doctors has, has worked with thousands and thousands of, uh, we call them host offices. And, you know, we know the touch points of, of uh, how to stay in the, stay in the office so it's really easy to convince a general dentist to, to let someone work in your office the hard part is not getting kicked out because yeah. you know the if you're not if things don't go smoothly with the front desk or you leave the operatory messy or you show up late or or even 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 if it makes it harder to schedule because you're pulling away one of their assistants mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of little things that can get you get you kicked out of an office so what we try to do is make sure that before a traveling doctor starts their practice, they have all the back office systems and the infrastructure. So then they come in that first time, they blow everybody away and just, right. wow, that was really smooth. And, and just as a, one of the things that we use as sort of our coaching premise is um, that when you go into a dentist's office, you need to be feeling like you're a guest in their home and they've invited you over for dinner. So you don't start telling them what you want to eat and what you need. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come to your to your house for, for dinner unless you have chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then the other over over overlying principle is is what we call win win win, which I mentioned earlier. That is when we're think when you're thinking about uh, a policy that you are going to uh, recommend to a to a host office think first is it is it in the best interest of the patient mm-hmm. and, and I think you'll find when you do offer having these p- procedures in 80% of the time your patients will follow through because you you know as a general dentist you know when you start referring out there's a little bit of resistance right and that resistance goes away when you can say hey I'm going to personally introduce you to Dr. Goodson you know uh, I'll be here you know Susie the front desk person that you're used to working with she'll be right here you know so so that's basically what we do is is we help dentists and by the way in our business model the the dentists own their own practice that is we don't own their practice right. uh, we we coach them to the point where 
um, they have a higher level of success when they go in. And, and part of my passion for this is, 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 you know, I do a few, I don't do a lot, but I do some lecturing to dentists. And, and one of the things that I, I try to encourage general dentists in particular is that they're the trust building specialists of our profession and building trust in the minds of dental patients is probably one of the hardest jobs in the world to do. And if, if you're good at trust building, it's hard to be good at trust building when you're trying to be a jack of all trades on everything, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and this is what Dr. I think Ridwani was speaking about earlier about, you know, Hey, let's pick the things that I'm, that I'm really good at. And it's nice to have somebody else come in and, and fill in. So, uh, Anyway, hopefully but, that answers the question. I think uh, also just uh, backing on that, just uh, you know how a lot of people talk about the second opinion. I think it really gets a lot of uh, you can uh, you can just you can make the trust stronger or reinforce it with the patient when you know they're sitting there they're unsure about something right. and then have this other person weigh in that is coming from a totally different place, has a different set of credentials, um, but you can, the patient can tell, okay, there's this like all encompassing team. I'm in good hands. I right. mean, that's the same thing that you'd feel if you went into a hospital and you saw that and you saw that network. I, mean, I honestly think that's how medicine should be done in an ideal world that, you know, people communicate and know what's going on and everyone's in the loop. And that's just the same for dentistry. I absolutely agree. I, I, I couldn't agree more, actually. Um, so, you know, and there's one thing I think that you're, you're not pointing out, but I think that when I say it, a light's going to go off and you're going to either have forgotten to say it or you haven't realized it yet. And that is whenever you have another set of eyes, particularly with a slightly different skill set, as you watch them and as you hear them, you begin to think differently. And all of a sudden you're seeing treatment, even if you don't do it, you're seeing treatment that you never saw before. You're seeing problems with things you never thought before. Your worldview has opened and you become a better doctor because of it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'll let Dr. Roberts talk. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just something that particularly when you're starting a practice and, and, and you're a younger doctor or, or you decided, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm going to have a one, one doc shop, uh, having another doctor there face to face in collaboration, I mean, there's just no way you can't both learn something from one another. And, you know, that's part of the, uh, the joy of being able to practice this way is, is the collaborative part, uh, the reassurance part. When you're sitting there with a patient and, and, you know, you're trying to explain something and then I can just, you know, pull the host office doctor back in and say, hey, she's got a question for you. You know, it just, it just, uh, you know, it's a different, it's a different model. I mean, I'm not saying it's the only model, and certainly it's not the only model. We, we certainly need uh, specialists to have, you know, their regular office. Uh, right. There's no doubt that that's still a big part and, and will always be a part of our profession. But this, this, is, this is for a segment of the population. Um, you know, it's just, it, it kind of paints a little bit, gives, gives us more tools to work with to meet the vast the variety of needs our patients have. And Absolutely. if I could, if I could, Chris, just yes. one thing. You know, in this particular time right now, you know, when, when so many things are changing and, and everybody has the concerns of, of uh, uh, overhead going up, um, you know, for those doctors that are starting their practice back up right now, this, this could be for them, for some of them, 
part of the solution to, to some of the problems they may be facing over the next few months. Uh, patient confidence, overhead, that sort of thing. Right. Um, so the question is, if someone wants to, um, oh, and by the way, I, I should probably, before I go forward with uh, asking you this question, I should say uh, my, my disclosure statement is I have no disclosures. I don't make any money um, from referring someone over to Dr. Roberts. Um, I just very much respect his business model. And um, I, I've, I've heard such amazing things from people who've used him uh, in Dallas is evidently where you started because there, everyone I know out there uses you. And uh, also some, some folks down here in Houston. So I just wanted to bring him on because I thought that this was really a great opportunity for a lot of doctors as we're reshuffling the deck here and trying to figure out what game we're playing. <laughs> it's, um, it's helpful to have as many tools as possible at your disposal. So, so Dave, how can they get in touch with you? If they want to explore the idea of what it looks like to bring in a, um, a specialist or they want to bring in a GP who specializes in surgery only and they want to be able to offer more procedures than they're capable of doing. Or if, as Dr. Smith said, um, they just want to make sure their power plant is working 24 hours a day or as close to, po close to that as possible. How do they get in touch with you and, and get this process started? Yeah, Chris, we, of course, we have a website. Um, the website is uh, www.vipsdental.com. And uh, on the website there, if you're looking for uh, someone to come in and work in your office, uh, you can click on a button there. Or if you're interested in starting your own traveling practice, um, you know, we have some folks that can kind of go over, go over that with you as well. But it's vipsdental.com. Fantastic. All right. So VIPSdental.com. And how long does the process take to uh, get your office ready to have your specialist in? Uh, walk us through, let's say day one, I call up and I say, Hey, Dave, you blew me away on that podcast. You know, I just, I realize I'm only working three days a week and I've got four days a week. My practice isn't making money. How do I get signed up? Talk to me. So what are, what are our steps to go through, just so that people have an idea of what, is, what goes into the process of bringing someone in? Well, uh, the first step would be is uh, I would ask you or someone on your team to send us an email with all your contact information. And then we would put together one of our standard uh, new doctor packets, which includes all the forms we have. Everything will be customized with your address on it. So it will feel immediately to the patient like all the forms and everything that they see have my name and your address on there. So it makes them feel like we're a part of your office. One of the things, if I could just real quick divert for a second, um, if, you, if you want to, you can look at this business model as instead of a traditional associateship where you actually marry the associate. In this case, we're just, you're just dating the associate. Speed dating, okay. man. It's speed, speed dating. That's the hip new thing. Yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. So, so, get back to your question we're going to send you an email with absolutely everything that you need okay there'll be about five or six documents on there and for people that like to read that's all they need because everything's in there because we get asked the same questions over and over and over and we mm -hmm. keep adding these documents so fee schedules are in there you know uh, post-op care is handled how it's handled what dental supplies we don't provide and what we do. I mean, literally everything's in there. 
So uh, in, in full disclosure, I've had the opportunity to see that packet. And um, I'm, I've been suggesting today for years that he creates an audible version of it, you know, like a little book on recording because it's huge. It really isn't. There's a lot of information in there. It's a very well put together package. Yeah, Dave, so for some- Dave, I just want to officially say you've got a nice package. <laughs> All right. We're just going to skip right over that. Um, but no, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go with, um, uh, <clears throat> so, so for the people who don't like to read a lot, we have um, treatment coordinators that are specialists in working with the host office receptionists. And these ladies have over 20 years of experience and working with hundreds of front desk folks. And so for the ones that don't wanna sit down and look through all these forms and everything, they, we're just a phone call away. Uh, so, so that's how easy things can be to get started is through just mm-hmm. one or two email exchanges. Now, um, a lot of doctors, on the other hand, host offices prefer to start by having an eat and learn. And so our uh, traveling VIPS doctors um, are coached and, and, and have uh, access to coming into your office and doing an eat and learn with your entire team to introduce uh, the systems and, and, and how things work and, and ask questions uh, about how things work. But um, if, just on a big picture, it's, it is exactly the same process that would use if you had an associate and that associate was part of your practice. The only difference is we're not there full time. Excellent. And so, um, Dave, what all services does your, um, your company offer? I mean, obviously, um, Dr. Uh, Ravari, I, I keep trying to say her name correctly and one of these days I'll get it. What's that? <laughs> Perfect. That's it. <laughs> I, thank you. I've, well, I, I'm not rolling my R as much. You, you squinted like you were very displeased by my <laughs> R rolling. So uh, Dr. Ravari uh, was telling us a little bit earlier about um, this periodontist that she had met and it was outside of the circle of what you do. So I want to just clarify what types of specialty service can people get um, by going through your company? Right now, um, we focus primarily on general dentists providing oral surgery services. We have two oral surgeons on our team, um, one periodontist right now. Um, but we're starting to you know, expand to other services. Um, and um, so that's currently, that's currently what we have right now. Okay, fantastic. So are you looking really hard for endodontists and um, looking for periodontist oral surgeons? Can they contact you if they're looking to form a traveling, uh, a traveling practice? Uh, are you looking for just very focused um, GPs? Like, let's say I'm a GP. I don't want to go back to school to become an endodontist, but I really love endo. Yeah, God bless you guys. And I want to, uh, I want to travel around and do endo for everyone. It is my wet dream. Talk to me about how they get involved. Yeah, basically we can, we can help any doctor that, um, that, uh, that wants to create a traveling practice. Um, obviously doctors can create their own traveling practices all by themselves. But what we can do is provide the expertise of, um, not being able to have to fumble over uh, mistakes because I, mm-hmm. I, I actually started it myself. I made all the mistakes. I started out without bringing my own assistant. 
not having the supply list. And I was just, over the years, I was losing post offices that were friends of mine. And I didn't really understand why. And over the years, I figured all that out. And, and so that, that's what we're, we're looking for. The other thing I'll just say is, is, um, is if you are a, a general dentist and you're looking for um, someone to come in your office, one of the things we don't do is we don't work with doctors that have their own office and intend to keep it. That is, um, we, wanna, we, we think it best serves the, the post office and the patient to work with a traveling specialist who is committed to doing it full time. That doesn't mean they have to start out doing it full time, but um, we wanna make sure that their long-term goal is to have a traveling practice before we, full time before we start working with them because we don't want that traveling, traveling doctor to be a temporary sort of parasite off the post office. We want them to feel commit, they want to be committed right. to the process for a long period of time. Because that, that is, that's what happens frequently when you're working with a specialist whose specialty practice isn't going very good and they're just doing it part-time. Mm -hmm. Then they're not really focused full-time on it. Then it gives your office and your patients a bad experience so that it makes it harder for us to come in and say, hey, yeah. this really does work if you do it right. Mm -hmm. you know? So how does that relationship work between you and the specialist? And show, us, show us the secret sauce of, so that any, any specialist out there, any GP who wants to limit their practice to a specialty service, um, say implants, um, how does that work for them between the two of you? Uh, can, can we get into that? Like, is there a, a monthly coaching fee? Is there a startup fee? Uh, it, do, you, do you get a percentage of what they make? How does that business model work? Well, generally what we, we provide, we provide a, um, um, so we provide sort of the back office systems and I, I like to say we're like your virtual front desk. Um, right. You know, so we help you with your uh, billing, your uh, receivables, your, you know, um, payroll, um, you know, and, and, and then we also provide that, that kind of ongoing coaching for, for as you're going down the path of growing your practice, what works and what doesn't work. And, and so, so, our relationship with each host or traveling doctor, we call them client doctors, is customized just like you would customize it, uh, a, uh, you know, a treatment plan for implants. So, so um, it's a collaborative process. Okay. So on, on the business side of things, or do you not want to get into that? Um, uh, well, how it's, does... it's, basically, it's basically a percentage. We charge a percentage of their collections okay and, and that's that's basically it so uh, so is there like any kind of startup fee they have to be aware of that they need to save up money because i know there's a lot of people who are going to be changing lanes right now because this is a really good time to change lanes and for some of them it's going to be a really bad time to stay in the lane they're in so uh, talk yeah, so, so if, you, if you if you happen to come to us and you're you're already got a traveling practice going that's going to be a different process than someone that's starting from scratch Okay. Right. So we have the expertise, you know, if somebody comes in and says, Hey, look, I want to sell my general dental practice. I've never done any traveling. I don't know anything about it. There's a lot of coaching that goes on before then. Um, you know, we have like a, 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 anything from internships that we offer doctors uh, where they, you know, they might travel with me for a month. 
We have other situations where um, they may come in and just spend a week with our back office team going over things. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's a customized situation. Again, I go back to, you know, if you have an implant patient, uh, you know, what do they need? So um, one of the first things that we do, I, I like to trans, the question you're asking, I like to transfer into what we're familiar with. You know, we do sort of like uh, a diagnosis and treatment planning process with each individual doctor, find mm -hmm. out what their goals and aspirations are, and then we collaborate on what works best for them to reach their goal. And just like with, if, if a patient has an unrealistic goal, you might say to them, hey, I can't take care of you. And we have doctors come to us all the time wanting to do things and it just doesn't fit into our model and we'll say, hey, you know, we can't help you. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it varies per circumstance. Fantastic. All right, and um, my last question is, are you accepting new clients? Uh, yes, we are. Okay, fantastic. So guys, uh, reach out to Dave Roberts at VIPS Dental or Dentistry. Yeah, yeah, no, VIPS Dental. And, um, and you'll be able to find out a little bit more about bringing on your own in-house specialists and um, making those chairs produce some money while you're at home sleeping. <laughs> well, Thank you for joining us, guys. Um, I'll give you the last word. If there's anything uh, either one of you uh, wants to wants to say before we go, um, Dr. Ravari. Um, I think my to me, like I said, it just sums it up in the the conversations I've been having with Dr. Goodson recently, in light of everything that we're all dealing with, and it's just the text messages in terms of hey, let's let's get a game plan going. Let's figure out how we're going to market you again. Let's help you get back on track. I mean, this is your partner. This is your supporter. This is your cheerleader that, you know, you are, you're going to make more money together. You're going to have more resources uh, in between, you know, within having this person in your network. And so, like I said, win-win all around. It's been wonderful. And, you know, I look forward to more collaborations like I've had. Excellent. And, and Dave, I'm going to actually ask you to speak specifically on something real quick as we close. And that is the importance of organized dentistry and becoming involved and doing what you do. Well, Chris, um, you know, it's, it, as I was thinking about answering this question, um, you know, I was thinking about the two biggest parts of me with respect to my professional life and, and they, and they all, they all center on one thing. That is my, my heart and passion for my dental colleagues um, and, and, you know, being a dentist is not normal human behavior. I mean, it is just not normal human behavior and it is tough. And, and I probably worked in 400 general dentist offices in, in, in my career. And by far the, ma the vast majority of them work so hard to do the right thing for their patients. And so this passion I have for helping other doctors create traveling practices, I feel is a solution to, you know, part of a solution to, to one of their problems. That is to, to, to not do everything, absolutely everything, and, and, and try to become a better trust-building uh, person to help the business grow. So on that side of it, that's how I try to help out. On the other side of it is, is the regulatory side. Of it. And, and that we're, <clears throat> we get bombarded by things and like, what happened? How did that happen? And so, so 
another part of my passion has been to is, is is to get behind the scenes and find out how all this politics and and and, and how the regulatory environment works and it and it really is critical to get involved in the process because we want to stick in our own little uh dental office you know hoping that every, nothing changes but that's just not going to be the case it's always changing and in order to be part of the change there's a saying in politics that if you're not at the table you're on the menu and since we don't have time to be sitting down in austin all the time and we, if we want our voices heard the best way to do that is to get involved in organized dentistry and if that's something as simple as just paying your dues i mean that's better than nothing but there's nothing better than actually getting involved in the actual process of organized dentistry and understanding how the the process actually works and then if you want to go to the next step find out how the political process works because at the end of the day the the you know you have a driver's license that says hey you can drive you know this vehicle at this amount of speed or whatever and the, and the government can take away or add to those privileges our dental licenses are the same thing that is they can take your dental license and make a rule or regulation that causes your dental license to be less valuable okay absolutely or affects your ability to take care of patients which we are seeing right now in an unprecedented way so everything that you see that i'm doing on both sides the clinical side and the regulatory and the tda side is all based upon uh the heart i have to help my dental colleagues and it's you know it may sound corny but it's true well there you have it dave likes to speed speed no. <laughs> no you have so much energy sometimes i think you're on speed man he, this guy he gets so excited about um and, and i'm sure you could tell those of you who are watching video whenever you talk about politics and and helping dentistry as a whole uh he, he just he lights up so again dave thank you for everything that you do and um, thank you both for joining us today uh, for another episode the 31st episode of the dear doc podcast. And um, thank you all in the audience for joining us as well. I hope everyone is ready to get back to work. Um, as we record this, uh, today is our first day back. So have a fantastic uh, rest of the year. <laughs> and, um, and let's all hope that nothing like this ever happens again. Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.